This is the Biz News Podcast, one-on-one conversations with experts in business and personal development. Companies and organizations that think they have great teamwork may be deluding themselves. So says management consultant Carlos Baltas de Pena. He built a better way while working in management for the candy maker Mars. After 17 years there, he formed his own company, Corporate Collaboration Resources, to take his techniques to other organizations. Carlos Valdez de Pena joins us for this Biz News interview podcast. Uh, Carlos, you contend that we are doing it wrong, building our teams wrong and managing them wrong and using them just wrongly. What do you mean? (laughs) Well, I think we're trying to use them rightly. I think the instinct is right. In fact, the need for collaboration in in the both the for-profit and not-for-profit sector has never been stronger just because the world has become so complex and is changing at such a rapid rate. We need each other, I think, as much, if not more than ever. So let's just, uh, the motivation is the right one. I think there has been a pervasive misunderstanding about what makes great teams great. And it comes from a lot of different places, Doug. Uh, But it's been around since we first started talking about teams, which let's say for simplicity's sake, coming out of the, the, the quality movement of the 50s, and I think some of the work done on corporate and leadership development, which started again in the 50s and 60s, as people started to think about what makes a great leader, they at a similar time started thinking about great teams. A lot of unfortunate conclusions were reached that turn out not to be right. But the good news, more good news is, a lot of smart people have been thinking about what is what does it take to make a team effective? And it's out there. You just need to know where to look for it. But a lot of folks have gotten stuck in some very old and unfortunately not so effective ways of getting teams to be more effective. So I'm, I'm on that side that says, what really does work? Well, as, as a consultant in, in building teams, what do you see that is just egregiously bad? Again, I think it's I think I think where we're wasting our time and money is assuming, for example, I, I, there are a number of of faulty assumptions. One of them is if I get people to, if people get to know each other, it'll make teamwork better. The, the reason that's so pernicious is that it makes intuitive sense. If I know you better, Doug, we'll be able to work better together. Absolutely. The the social lubricant of familiarity will help us work together. But will it make us better collaborators? And let me use a very simple example. I have been married for 30 plus years, 34 years this year. My wife and I know each other very well. We trust each other. I trust my wife more than I trust anybody on the planet but I will never try to wallpaper a room with her again. I don't trust her for a minute, nor do I trust myself to do a wallpapering job. Well, the, the trust that exists between us has nothing to do with our ability to work together. I, I, I get out of the kitchen when she cooks because she needs to do it her way. Trust does not equal teamwork or collaboration. Is it an important element in your better working relationships? Yes, but it's not because 
I trusted you that we worked well together. Other things have to be true for our collaboration to flourish. So all that team building out there that's about trust building, maybe it's a ropes course, maybe we go out and we do paintball together, whatever it may be, all fun, don't want to rain on anybody's parade, go have some good times together, I encourage that, but don't expect it to make your collaboration better. Boy, that's going to uh, blow up a few balloons to say, to say the least. What are you advocating in its place or a different uh, route to take? Well, let's start from a different place. When people work well together, it has something to do with the fact that they know what it is they need to work on together. So in the wallpaper example, not a bad start. We knew we needed to wallpaper together. But what we what we didn't understand was the important role of our capabilities relative to that work, right? Um, were we reliable in the same way? Did we think about time and deadlines in the same way? It had nothing to do with, did I know you well? But my sense was we get it done right away. I'm, I'm, I'm fabricating this a little bit, but the, the story is a real one. My wife and I did wallpaper together. I wanted it done tomorrow. For her, it was, eh, it could be next week. It could be three weeks from now. It's all good. But if you come in, the context matters tremendously. And so in effective teamwork, we spend time on the context. Why does this matter? Why is it important to me? Why is it important to you? What are the skills we need to get it done? Do you have them or do you not have them? Do I have them? Do you do I not have them? If not, what are we going to do about that? And then we think about our roles within it. Which bits of this do you want to handle? Which bits would I handle so that we aren't stepping on each other's toes and we're making best use of our of our skills, knowledge, and abilities within the context of it? So the context for collaboration matters tremendously, right? That's, that's a great beginning. Um, then those those role definitions within it, roles and responsibilities. Now, look, a lot of team building eventually gets there. Don't get me wrong. Um, and that These were, by the way, not my ideas. I studied with some really smart people who taught me about these things. But we, we let's start collaboration with clarifying the work that needs to be done, why it's important, what our roles will be around that, and equally importantly, where will we not collaborate? There is another fallacy of, around teamwork, which is that teamwork is the thing we can use all the time. Teamwork makes the dream work. Uh, there is no I in team. All these fun little slogans and mottos, we tend to paint teamwork onto everything, thinking it's the ultimate, the ultimate covering, right? Let's do everything with teams. No. The truth is a lot of the best work gets done by smart capable individuals left to their own devices. We learned this through the pandemic in particular. Leave people alone. It's remarkable what they'll get done. Drag them into an unnecessary meeting because we are a, quote, team. It's just going to slow them down and it's going to frustrate them. Give people the space they need to define what needs collaboration and what doesn't to be its best. When, when you walk into a, a company or organization uh, that's looking to build teams better uh, and you tell them this, what's been the reaction? It's funny, you know, let's, there are different situations where I do that. In some cases, I walk in and people have said, come talk to us about teams. We don't know you, Carlos. We've just read some articles or heard you on some podcasts. And there are other situations where they bring me in because they know what I do. But let's let's take that former example. <clears throat> 
I get a lot of pushback. It is true. People will listen to what I have to say and wonder about whether I've got my head screwed on right. So we, that's why I don't walk into those offices until we've had a good exploratory conversation. Can you and I collaborate on this collaboration thing? Are we of a, um, of a similar mindset around this? I recently had a conversation with a client who I'll be working with over the summer. New guy, never met him, never worked with him. But it turns out we are... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? We, our, our views around collaboration and teamwork resonate, right? We're simpatico in that regard. And so it's going to be a good relationship. So what I've learned, Doug, is I, I'm not a great salesperson. I'm not, I'm not a great salesperson. I, I, I talk good, but uh, I don't hesitate to, uh, to answer the questions you've asked me about what doesn't work about teamwork. And folks who are really bought into those more conventional concepts of teams and team building, they don't like to hear that they've been doing it wrong. Um, just like in any situation, people have to have a felt need. When you, want to, when you want to sell somebody something, they need to think, oh, I need what that guy's selling. Uh, what I find is a lot of people come to me because they're looking for something new and different, but they don't necessarily, necessarily want something that's so different that they might have to learn something new. And uh, so I don't try to deceive anybody. I'm saying, yep, what you're doing isn't working. And what I'm going to do with you is going to take your people down some new paths. Not difficult necessarily. It's not not brain surgery. It's just different. And you may have to set aside some things you're very fond of. I know those, those bowling nights you like to do every uh, third Thursday of the month. You're going to miss those. You can keep doing them. Just don't think they're going to make the difference that you were hoping they were making. So, so I, I, uh, I get some pushback. I get some people resisting it, and we just agree to disagree. And I go look for greener fields. When they when they say, Carlos, tell us an example of something that has worked. You tell them what. I tell them about the uh, the team work, working in China in the pet pet food area who was struggling to gain traction in the Chinese market. This goes back several years, eight years maybe or so. Um, and they just couldn't get it going. They, they knew they had a good product. They knew China was a great market opportunity, but they couldn't seem to get it together. And I came in, we sat down, we talked about what I know about teamwork, what I've learned from very smart people about what makes for effective, especially leadership team collaboration. And we got them thinking about teamwork and thinking about working with each other really differently. We spent a couple of hours on one of the days I was there with them, just going back and forth between marketing and sales. And the sales leader did not think that he really needed to listen to anybody else about, he knew his market, he knew his people, he didn't need to hear from his senior leadership team members about what he could be doing differently, but they were insisting he listened. That's part of effective teamwork, right? That's, that's common. If you're on a team and what you're doing isn't working, your, your teammates um, are in, should be invested in your success. And these guys really wanted to help and he didn't want the help. And it was, uh, it's so funny, Doug, that so often the greatest sticking point is a team, in a team is not the teamwork. It's an individual who, who doesn't want to play. 
um, who doesn't think they need the collaboration when in fact they do. And so we spent a fair number of time helping this guy see he wasn't going to succeed if he wasn't, for example, coordinating carefully with his marketing folks. There was too much interdependence there to ignore it. So we shifted his view, but we also shifted everybody else's view that when you're a member of a team and you are invested in the success of your organization, you do have to break down barriers. That much about conventional team building is true. Not every barrier on every topic, but you're going to have to be able to talk to each other candidly. You're going to have to be able to tell each other some uncomfortable truths and find the ability to do that. As long as you're doing that in the context of why it's important to collaborate, remember I talked about that a little while ago, those conversations make sense. I don't feel like somebody's butting in on my space if we've talked about why does it matter? What's the context for this? What's our shared purpose around collaboration? Then we can have some heart-to-heart -heart conversations about what matters and get some things done. So I spent two days with this team at a, a lovely region of China, just outside Beijing, in an old school house. It was really quite charming. And um, I checked in with them about a year later because we continued to work together. And they reported happily that they had had their best year, that their sales numbers were up, their net sales volume was up 30%. And I thought, that's great. This guy was a terrific leader too. The guy who was the head of that team. I said, well done. Well done. I, I, I'm curious how much of that, if you had to guess, how much of it do you think had to do with the work we did together on how you guys collaborated? And he said, pretty much all of it. We just could not had, have gotten where we got without thinking about how we work together differently. And um, I write about that in my first book, Lessons from Mars. It profoundly affected me because, look, I was doing what I knew how to do and you're never really sure, right? Um, and it's a, hum it's, it's a human science we're talking about here. This is in the realm of the social sciences, and they're not so precise. Um, and I would repeat that experience two or three other times during my time at Mars. I would ask leaders, how much difference did this work we did together make? And they'd come back and say, a huge difference. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty comfortable that what we're talking about here will contribute to better outcomes, not just better relationships. And that's what I'm in it for. And Carlos, what about, the, everybody asks this, uh, COVID, it's either waxing or waning at any given day, it seems. Yeah. But assuming it uh, continues to be a, a factor in our lives, how do you go about uh, building teams with that little bug in the background? Well, that just depends on, um, on how we respond. So the, 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 that immediate impact of COVID, I mean, literally within days, people stopped being with each other face to face. And yes, that had a profound effect on how people work together in many, many ways. Fortunately, the technology was there to enable us to get together virtually and get important work done. As I mentioned earlier, one of the upsides of all that was individuals had more freedom to do what they did well, and they were really right, quite productive. But we have learned that relationships suffer when we are forced to work apart. Zoom, Microsoft Teams, they're amazing. But um, we know that unless we can be in a room together, our ability to communicate accurately will suffer. 
Now, when I say communicate accurately, I'll use the same words with you. But if I don't sense your body language, if I don't notice when you shy away from the table a little bit in reaction to something, because I, all I see is your head on screen, if I don't pick up those subtle nonverbal cues, it affects my understanding of you and yours of me and consequently how we navigate collaboration. I'll be teaching a course next week down in Norfolk, Virginia to a bunch of folks on how to design collaboration for virtual settings so that we can be as effective as possible. Uh, I, 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 I don't know about you, but I, I, I had my first face-to-face -face team session with a group about a month or two ago and what a difference it made for them, for us. The work I do does rely on human interaction and it makes a big difference. I think if we continue to, to force people to separate, um, given the way COVID's evolved, I think what we need to do is say, look, we're gonna have to get together twice a year, at least twice a year. If we're gonna shut down our offices, and many people have, right? They've said, we don't need all this square footage. You're gonna work from home four days a week. Uh, great. Let's keep doing that. Again, we can do it, but let's make sure we get together face to face at least twice a year to have some of the deeper, more important conversations um, that teams need to have and that only work well face to face. I've said previously in this conversation that you can't just do the interpersonal kind of work and expect your, your team performance to be improved. However, you still need when things get sticky, when the going gets rough between people, you working out some of those interpersonal issues virtually is just not as effective as being in a room together, closing the door and saying, look, let's just get to cases here. These things aren't working between us. How do we sort through this conflict? So my recommendation is sure, work apart, use the technology, but do your best to get together twice a year so you can go deep, reconnect, rekindle some of those wonderful, almost magical qualities of relationship that can only happen when you're face-to-face, -face, physically. Carlos, where can our listeners and viewers get more information? I bet you've got a website. You would bet well there, Doug. You, you'd, win, you'd win that wager. It's a Carlos V. DePena, and I'm sure you'll put this up in your show notes, so I won't spell it out for you. CarlosVDePena.com. I'm also out there on LinkedIn. Um, and if you, yeah, I think, I think that's, that's where to get the most information about me. There are links there to my various articles, um, and their videos you get to, uh, whether you like it or not, you get to see my talking head. Well, I, 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 no comments there, I guess. Uh, Carlos, <laughs> what would you like to add that we haven't had a chance to talk about? I, I want to go back to the point you made about COVID. You know, for, for these past two, gosh, over two years now, the joy went out of my work. I missed being with people. I was doing the work. I was using things like Mural and um, other fancy collaboration apps. They're almost magical in their capabilities. But that at last the piece of advice I gave, I just want to reemphasize be with each other. We're, we're going to have to deal with COVID for years to come. The latest information out now says that it's going to be with us in various forms and mutations. We're going to have to find a way to live with it. And we have to find a way to be together safely and smartly if we want this collaboration, which again is so very important, to, to flourish. To flourish. And the, and the last thing is we're better for it. When we collaborate well, 
I think we become better people. When we connect with others well, we become better people, better at what we do. We make others better. So let's get back out there. Let's find ways to do it smartly and safely and, and get back some of the joy that we used to have when we could be together in ways that make sense. You've been watching the Biz News Podcast. We welcome your input. Send your email to editor at biznews.com. Thanks for watching. Thank you.